0: Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, The Road Podcast, presented by DJ City. Big shout out to DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We've got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles here. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Here. Yeah. And, you know, t- today we finally have some ladies on the show. Finally. Uh, right. We finally right. got, some, we got some women <laughs> DJs on the show. We got LA's Finest, uh, Bella Fiasco, Angie V, and Lady Shaw. Thank you guys for coming through. Thank you, Thanks, thank you. Guys. Thanks for coming on. Pause be- on the show. Um, <laughs> There's
1: gonna be a lot of pauses today.
0: I yeah, no, 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 I'm a, I'm gonna control myself. I'm gonna control myself. It's a,
2: it's a respectful gesture. No, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm actually glad to have you guys on here. I want Lady Shaw. I've been wanting to get you on here, Angie V. I've heard a lot of great things about you. I think I heard you once in Vegas, and I've been following all your your IG streams and all of that. And Bella, you've been on the show before, and we actually found some lost footage of you, uh, which is good because we never aired your YouTube episode I was or whatever. I
3: think they would stay lost. Nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's done. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah. Have you have you guys been uh kind of like passing the time during this quarantine? And I, I know Bella and Angie, you guys have been on IG, uh, IG Lives. You've been streaming. Yeah. And you guys have been approaching it very differently, you know, like Angie V, you've been, you've been like uh, focusing on like musical themes, you've had like these really great looking elaborate flyers.
4: No, yeah, I I just got lucky, honestly, like it was all kind of an accident. And then I had a a really, you know, friend of mine that was like, hey, I want to make flyers, like I haven't done it in years, and it'll be great practice for me. And so that's kind of how it goes. But Mm. yeah, all of it's kind of just been accidental luck dumb shit you know did, did you yeah.
0: not know how you wanted to approach like ig live so you not were like so you're just like where did the themes come from you're just like oh, i kind of want to just play this
4: i think we all kind of have our groove and what we like
5: mm-hmm.
4: but it can get kind of similar to what it's like in the club it gets repetitious and i just didn't want it to be like that and i committed to doing every day and, and i know myself i like so much different music that i thought if i'm going to get through every day streaming at noon i have to have like different outlets and different um areas to go otherwise i'm gonna burn myself out so that's kind of it was really more of just me needing to like you know hear every that's just all the themes i play is a type of shit like from classic rock every like all over the place so for me it was just to stay sane to be honest
0: yeah because you've you've had like you did a 90s theme you did a yacht rock theme you did a freestyle like kind of 80s theme um yeah you did a death row theme you did. You actually did a bad boy theme. A best of bad boy and Little C's joined in on your uh, your Instagram live, right?
4: Yeah, Little C's is like the new homie. He's so wow. he's such a nice guy. He's so cool, so supportive. Did you just say but Little yeah, C's but- is
0: a nice guy? Yeah.
4: Yeah, he he's so nice. <laughs> Not even kidding you. He's like the nicest guy ever. He's always commenting like, love the girls, love girl DJs. And here's the other thing. I think I'm so beyond lucky because my roommate and I, who happens to be my best friend, mm-hmm. is this beautiful, amazing girl who happens to be fucking hilarious and we're idiots. And we didn't mean to approach our IG live as like half IG live, half comedy show. But that's just our personalities, and that's kind of what's come through. So I think that kind of we're just dumb, and okay, love me, <laughs> yeah. And so that's what say, I think kind of helps. It looks like but you're having a good time. No, he watches every fucking live. It's crazy.
0: You you just did like a crunk dirty south theme today, and you had like Little yeah. John pop in, right? Did he pop in? Yeah, no? yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's good.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. It's not us. It's we have crazy people that watch. I think Eric Deluxe still pulled that plug That was Deluxe. He hit up. Um, he nice. hit up Little John.
0: I liked how you like kind of centralized on themes for your sets because mm-hmm. when I was approaching this, and I don't know about any of you guys, and I know Lady Shaw. Actually, we got to give a congrats to Lady Shaw. You, you gave birth to a to a baby nine weeks ago, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations, yo
6: that's the lady shower. Yeah. Oh, my quarantine baby.
0: Yeah, your quarantine oh. baby. <laughs> and uh what do you call it? And we actually spoke last year at our 100th episode, right? And then you were telling me that you were prego. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were actually well, I want to go into that a little bit more because you were DJing while you were prego. And yeah, I was I like up
6: to 9 months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bella would have done the same thing. Yeah. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I think they would do the same thing. No. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If I could, oh, yeah, for sure. It's like not maternity leave and paternity leave, paternity leave is like not in our vocabulary as DJs. I don't think. Yeah.
5: No. But yeah. this is
0: kind of this is kind of the perfect time to do a maternity yeah. leave, isn't it? Paternity. Leave.
6: I'm so lucky <laughs> like I hate to say it, but this is I was this shelter in place has gifted me the maternity leave that I wasn't yeah. going to take. Yeah. I had gigs starting, like, he was born February 11th, and I had gigs starting again in March.
7: Damn, girl. Oh, shit, he's an Aquarius baby. I love Real it. Real MVP. So, like,
0: we were, I mean, we were kind of, we were speaking about it, but if if this quarantine didn't happen, how much, how would you have been able to juggle this? Like, having a newborn like this, you would have to, like, hire a nanny and do all As this? it is,
6: it's like, two people need at all times. Like, me and right. my yeah. husband are hands on at all times. one baby and and i've had my mom come over to help but like not during quarantine but before shelter in place happened my mom was coming over every day that first month um i don't know the thing is paternity leave is not as crucial like i know dj vice has had kids and just picked up and gone back to dj gigs but when you're a breastfeeding mom You're like basically tied to that baby every three hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Six months at least. So that's the part that I was very curious how I was going to handle, but I haven't had to deal with it. Because all my gigs got canceled or postponed, and it just was like a gift from the heavens. Like I had a DJ gig in Italy next month, and I was basically planning to take a breast pump with me on the plane to like, you know, all right, this is not – DJ, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, if you want to be a breastfeeding mom, like you're either you've got the baby on you, or you're connected to a breast pump to get milk out. Like, so you're basically like, i you know, like milking, you know, a cow. So like, got to milk <laughs> some, one way or another, and I would have had to do that on the airplane at DJ gigs, like before I go on and after I get get off my DJ gig, like. It was not going to be fun. It was going to be exhausting. Plus, like, physically having the baby, you want, you want like, three months of downtime. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. only planned to take, like, four weeks. And then, like, I had said yes to gigs starting four weeks after birth. And people were like, you're crazy, but okay. <laughs> so the, the good thing is the DJ industry is pretty, like, whatever. They were like, um, if you want to work, you can. I mean, certain people... You'll find out like you find out real quick, like how people feel about pregnancy, like certain people and clubs were uncomfortable with a pregnant DJ and Mm -hmm. one way or another, they let me know. And I was like, okay. And then other clubs and like owners and promoters and bookers and like PR people and stuff like that were like, if you're comfortable DJing. We'll hire you. We'll hire you until you say you can't stand anymore. And so I did. I DJed all the way up to like halfway through January Damn. and then like stopped like two, three weeks before I popped. Yeah.
3: yeah. Whoa.
6: Yeah, pregnant. Like me and Bella DJed together. Like you make it work. Yeah. So,
0: so you've been in like full mother parent mode right now, right? You you, yeah. you, you, you can't even fathom to even DJ an Instagram live or, or stream.
6: I, I have packed up my DJ equipment to create a nursery and wow. now I'm trying to figure out where to set up my DJ equipment <laughs> now that there's a baby. in the yeah. yeah. Like I've just been like breastfeeding, logging on, like watching Bella's lives, Angie's lives, like all the homies just like, I've just been enjoying music. Like I've become a true music fan during this quarantine nice. because yes, listening. And I'm like, downloading songs like crazy like i'm like screenshotting i'm shazamming i'm just like oh my god i forgot about this song so like yes for me i'm enjoying your lives and i'm taking a maternity leave that i was i was never gonna take and like just enjoying the music because the best part about the lives is all the djs club djs soul djs whatever they're playing music that they don't have to play at the club like they don't they don't they don't have to answer to anybody on IG live. You guys are playing yeah. music you want to play. And yeah. then the true joy for everybody listening. That's why your lives are all popping off because we're like, you're literally answering to nobody, no bottle service clients, no requests, no yeah, 100 what to play mm-hmm. at what time for what bottle presentation. Like,
0: it's amazing. Yeah. are you getting the bug a little bit like you you want to you want to kind of go out there you want to go on our instagram live you want yeah, yeah. I mean,
6: oh my fomo would be huge if i was at home and like all the clubs and bars were open yeah. i would be just like <laughs> to get out yeah yeah Since everything's on lockdown it's literally like you create the club in your living room any night you want with everybody's ig lives and
0: like, now's okay. actually now's actually the perfect time to have a kid, right? Like right about now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would think. I think so. Yeah. And I think this shit's going to last for like honestly think this is going to last probably till next year to some extent. It's not going to be as drastic as now where we're we're all in self isolation, but mm-hmm. I don't I'm I
6: curious as to what you guys are going to do for like what you guys think the new landscape is going to look like for clubs and bars once we reopen or California reopens or like Do you think that bars and clubs are going to be as packed as insane, like shoulder to shoulder, packed like sardines, everybody smoking, sharing drinks, bottles like is it going to look the same?
7: I don't don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be a level. It's going to be levels like it's going to be the the bars and the lounges. They'll probably see how that goes. I think the mega clubs will be the last to open. Same. And I think even when they do open, I think there'll be a good percentage of people that just want to forget about everything they went through and just wild out and get drunk. And then they're going to be the conservatives that are kind of like thinking like, I don't know if I want to be in this kind of a space. I I don't want to be the first Mm -hmm. to be in that kind of a space. So I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I think people are going to like take it, especially in Vegas, you know, like the casinos will probably do everything they can to monitor and make sure people are safe. But there's still going to be that amount of people that want to just let loose. Mm-hmm. So, I think the excesses in the marquees, it'll take time, but the smaller lounges, maybe like the OTRs, they'll be a little bit more busy. I don't think yeah.
6: people's temperatures as they walk in the door. Like, there's just no yeah. way to control a crowd that big.
7: Yeah. And then the fact that pe- a lot of people don't show symptoms yeah. is a little scary as well. I think it's just going to be
0: really up to the city and also the, the venues and how they're going to operate, to be honest. I think, you know, I think lo- anything with large gathering, like a, like a big mega club is not going to be open. And if they are going to be open, they're going to be, what, like 30% capacity? We kind of spoke about this with Joe Maz, but, you know, at that point, is it, is it worth it to be at, you know, to open when you're at 30% capacity? Like, you know, exactly how much money you're going to be making. Our DJ rates aren't going to be 100% if there's 30% capacity. So it's like, nope. you know. But, uh, I mean, I, I do want to talk about this. I want to talk about LA and just people going out. I know I know how you California motherfuckers are. You can't stay in at all. Oh, you know, no. you have to go out.
2: Nope. We have good weather yeah. all year round can't yeah, fucking do it nice.
0: right oh god forbid yeah. like it's such a beautiful day i have to go out and and, and fucking uh, yeah. do something active um, you
2: see how new york weather treats you? it makes you be all angry and shit no nah, i
0: mean we're, we're i'm good like i could stay inside like forever i could no. stay in here for fucking ever but I, I do want to see so do you have an ig live that you're maybe you know you're gonna you're gonna start planning it out because I wanted to actually know, because when I was approaching my IG live and even never, we, you know, all of you guys have such a wide musical catalog and I was actually really shocked and impressed and I loved it. Like Angie V, like, I was like, wow, she's playing some great shit. You know, like your freestyle set was amazing. There were like yeah. a, a bunch of songs. I was like, damn, I haven't heard that shit in like 20 years.
4: Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah. it,
0: but it's, it, it's, it's it was so necessary for me to see you in that environment. Because when I saw you in LA, I mean in Vegas, when I saw you DJ in Vegas, I, I didn't see that. Do you know what I'm saying? No. So like, when I heard you and when I heard you DJ, it was a great set, but it was so safe. It was such oh, a 100. safe it was such a safe Vegas set. And I think everyone gets pigeonholed. They're like, Oh my god. I didn't think, you know, I, I thought Angie and I, I was kinda like, Oh, she's good, but you know, she's playing predictably for the room. Yeah. You know? so when I see you on live, I'm like, holy shit, like Shorty's nasty, like She's yeah. got a deep fucking catalog. I was like, this is amazing, you know? And you see like the you see the depth in every DJ. It's like it's so one dimensional. Like, you know, when we're in a we're in a Vegas nightclub where we're trying not to get fired. We're trying to make everyone happy. And we're like trying to yeah, keep exactly. the room. And you're like, you know, I can I let myself go off on this shit. So I just want and for me, it gets confusing when I'm like, yeah, you can you get you can play whatever you want. And I'm like, well, there's so much shit I want to play. Yeah. so for when you were like centralizing on themes i was like that that makes the most sense because that's kind of how i was approaching the few ig live sets that i did i was kind of centralizing on certain themes kind of but not really and, and so I started, that's the sure. cool
4: part is yeah. that you don't like there's a block shot killed it there's no rules like there's and i will say 100 I, I don't know if you guys feel the same but i think Especially for us as women, like we have to play the safe route sometimes because we don't get that cool street crib when, like, with a crowd, if we play some shit that, like, we they just we have to be on point and fucking banger, 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 banger because our judgment level is a little higher than anybody else. Like, I get drunk one night and have a shitty asset, which happens all the time because I can't handle my alcohol. Um, and let's say you walk in at that point, you know what I mean? Like, so I think even for us, like Bella, I don't know if you Shaw, in shop, if you feel this way, but I know I, and I didn't even know this before. I had no idea that this is was, was where I was at, but I was so not in love with music and just not in love with DJing and not, I didn't know that. Cause I was still in like work mode and, and doing it every weekend, but I didn't realize how much I didn't really download music. I didn't really search and dig. I was boom, playing whatever I needed to play to pay, to get my check and, and get the money that was coming in. Um, but then in quarantine, I've downloaded, like, I've downloaded so much music. I'm in love with music again in a way that I just hadn't been in a a little while. Like, I I mean, a few years, everything. I'm so excited to download. I'm so excited to, like, to study and and just, like, my whole life is involved with music. And I'm not lying. That that has not been that way. So I'm trying to find, like, the positive in this quarantine. And for me, it's definitely been my reconnection
3: with music. Hmm. and
6: and like you you can listen to whatever i'm listening to full albums, start to finish i'm yeah like you're that you forget yeah i'm just like downloading it diving into it like you can do that right now in quarantine whereas i was not i wouldn't say i was like over music as a dj or as a club dj but i was like tired of the same night after night just like the baby yeah Over again, like, but it's, it's like trained in, in your mind. It's in between, like, I'm between LA and Miami, and I'm just like hearing the same sets over, yeah. and over again. whether it's listening to myself play or listening to another DJ play. Could be my computer, like, we could all be playing off the same laptop. Mm-hmm. Oh, hands down, bottle service clubs. And then, like, I really find joy in like corporate events and stuff like that, where they hire you for you, and then you're just like playing whatever you want, yeah. and like, people are loving it. I think that, like, if I were to do a live, like, I would go, like, there's a party that I've DJed, Bella's been, it's called Sadiq. It's, like, early 2000s, late 90s R&B that, like, we grew up on, we were in high school for. Like, it's, it's music that you can only play at this party or on an IG live in quarantine. Like, yeah. you wouldn't play this at a club because the promoters, owners, managers, whatever, would be, like, what are you doing? And I feel like guys get away with more risks. Hands down. Guys have way more Hands like, down. just like, they have a little bit more creative license than we do because the <laughs> talent booker or whoever at the club, if if, if a male DJ goes left, I, I'll be sitting next to a talent booker who will say, Interesting. Well, let's see where he goes with this. Mm-hmm. But like, if I go left during a club set so in my dad love, bugger, in the DJ booth, telling you, like, change it. Change what are you it. doing? Change, the song. change mm-hmm. a song, change a song, change a song, go back, go back, like stop fearing, go back to the course, stay the course. It's, they don't give us the same like five minutes no. to see why we're playing this one song to go to this one sample, to go to this banger. Mm-hmm. They don't, Give us that time, whereas mm. they might give a male DJ that time and that grace to go to where they're going, and then they'll be like, "Oh, that was dope." But when a female's doing it, they're just like, "Why aren't you playing a banger? What is this? Go back to bangers."
0: Do you yeah. do you agree with that, male DJs here? Do you do you guys agree? With
7: that? <laughs> <laughs> I with that. think it, it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little yeah. bit. It's 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 relationships like. I've I've dealt with it as well, but maybe not on the level that they're experiencing.
3: Yeah. But I've
7: I've dealt with and then I've I've had more leeway with the GMs and the bookers that I have relationships with. They kind of like just like, "Well, I guess he's going to go somewhere with this, so let me just trust him." Mm-hmm. So but I think they might deal with a level of scrutiny that we don't understand, and I respect the fact that Shot sure. has brought that to it, our to, it, to our attention yeah. because I I've never seen it that way until she just said it and I'm like, "Damn, that's kind of true." Yeah. yeah. I,
0: yeah. I, I do feel like, and never we've experienced this, right? We've definitely experienced, like, like like partial racial discrimination. Like, yeah, it, absolutely. Like, yeah. oh, he's the black DJ. He's just going to play hip-hop all night. You know what I mean? Or, like, this white DJ is just going to play rock or house all night. So, yeah. like, you know, yeah. never has to, you know, whenever plays a rock song, they're like, holy shit. Like, is it's a black a guy character? playing Ooh. white music yeah. or something, you know? so Yeah, so it's kind of like that or if, like, you know, or... I guess we've even dealt with some, like, women DJs where, like you said, they're just getting over, like, they're getting observed and monitored way more than a regular, like, like Uh. a male DJ would. So I totally get what you mean, where they're just expecting some miraculous ass shit to happen in 10 minutes, and, like, I'm about to pull her. And we're like, yo, like, relax. Like, she just got on. Like, (laughs) she's going to kill this shit.
2: I remember when I first started DJing like, a lot, it was at Lock and Key, and I was actually opening up for Lady Shaw for half of the time. And honestly, I was taking notes because she was rocking the fucking room better than half of those dudes that were on yeah. the bill. So it was different for me. Like I never really like was like, oh, she's fucking up, she's fucking up, or be like, you know, I'll see anybody kind of pull that card on her because they actually trusted her to the point that she grew from Lock and Key to fucking, like, other cool venues around the city so yeah i see it differently
0: bella bella's one of those djs that i've heard that i was like you know and i've and i've seen her i've seen you on live and I've, I've been really impressed with your musical catalog i'm also been really impressed at how carefree you are at approaching it you haven't really you've been kind of almost the opposite of angie v there hasn't been any themed you know like there hasn't been any themes there hasn't been uh like any kind of like uh marketed flyers out there you're just kind of like i'm you'll tweet out i think i'm gonna go live today or you've been kind of approaching it in a very carefree way and then you did like a nine hour set the other day <laughs> i was there till five um, in the morning
8: i got a great story good. i fell asleep listening to your set like 12 o'clock and i woke up like four in the morning oh, shit. No shit on instagram what's that you still going i'm like oh <laughs> yeah
5: it's right <laughs>
1: Totally unplanned. I was like, I'm probably gonna play till ten because I start at seven, but I just kept going. You know when you start drinking and you get like that first win, <laughs> yeah, and then you like coming down yeah. because you're drunk, and then you're like coming you're up, it. start drinking yeah. again. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. So nine hours happened. I don't know how, but it happened.
2: Oh I, my god. No, no. I was I was on there like at four in the morning, and it was like still seventy of us in there. And she had to reset the damn thing to IG it because the hour mark was going to come up, and she's like, "All sixty-seven of you better come back because I'm only going to come back for y'all." And she got the sixty-seven back in there. Hi. That's
1: hilarious. If I would have kept playing, I probably would have said some bullshit because I was like, "Those were sad girl hours, dude." After four in the morning,
2: yeah, yeah you were playing some good R and B. But you know what I love? What I love about it is that I actually I like that people get to see. Uh, dj's personalities through the music that they're playing yeah necessarily it's not just play banger 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 like you girls were just speaking about it's like yo no one's seen the funk sets or uh from bella like that or the 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 freestyle music that angie v knows like it's different and it's great because you can see the different personalities of every dj which is amazing
1: That's, I think that's my favorite part of it is being able to showcase that only because like with Angie and Lady Shaw, I'm pretty sure like people that see us play only know that we're club DJs and whatever. But like if people paid attention, like they would notice that like the mixes I put out, they're nothing like what I play in clubs.
3: So
1: we go on IG live and literally just do my thing. And if I can like, if I have the luxury of having viewers that enjoy it, that's like that's great for me because i would do it anyways i you know what i mean like just being able to play my kind of shit it's it's therapy for me and i'm sure it is for all of you guys that are going on live too that's why i've been telling djs like if you do go on live play shit you want to hear like even if you have like two fucking viewers if you're playing shit you want to hear it'll feel it'll like it feels good yeah just Showcasing and showing off your playlists or your catalog or whatever
7: what it is, do you think it's? Do you good. think it's going to translate after this is all done to the point where Booker's will see how dope of sets you guys are putting out and trust you in these club settings a little bit more with your own like version of what you want to do?
1: I wouldn't know how I think so because it's yeah. not like we could take this in clubs. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? This format, so I wouldn't know how exactly that would help. But I think it is going to change. The way clubs are
4: like because it's not i mean obviously it's not just us like you have d nice you have so many djs and i think that what's showing in this situation is that nostalgic music makes you feel something that
3: yeah.
4: like the music that you know current music is still great but it's it hasn't reached a timeless point yet so you're not connecting with it in a way that you connect with even like not songs from just a few years ago it doesn't even have to be like hell of a throwback I feel like this is going to bring back kind of the open format that we saw in like the early 2000s like the AM when AM was playing like ACDC into you know what I mean like a a bigger 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 open format I don't think it's going to change 100% but I think it's going to give us a little bit more room for flexibility I mean I feel that way I feel like it's going to open open up a little bit broader of, of what we can play I hope so
0: it's interesting because, like in New York, you know, New York's going through like a pretty rough time right now. Um, but you know, everyone's in a financial crisis, so uh, what's happening is that a lot of these cities are starting to change. You know, uh, where the the real estate is starting to go down, and it's actually becoming more inviting to creatives. Where before it was really pushing all the creatives out. So mm-hmm. like a San Francisco or New York they were kind of pushing all the creatives out. They were yeah. pushing the mom and pops out. And it was really becoming very corporate everywhere. We, so there was a Jamba Juice everywhere, you know, Chipotle. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was Bob. every city was starting to be looking like very similar to each other. The and there was, there was yeah. no identity. And mm-hmm. so what's happening is they're starting to say in the next, you know, what we're going through right now with this pandemic, it's not just going to affect this year. It's going to affect, you know. It's the future. This, this the future. is actually going to change. Uh, the narrative for a lot of cities. And I feel like we're going to start seeing that probably a little more next year.
4: I don't think we're going to be, I think that thing is going to be what it was before. I think that's done. Like
5: Mm
4: -hmm. we're never going to go back to the way things were, even if it's a slight change, things are like, that's the past. We don't really know what the future is, but I don't see it being exactly the same as the past at all. Like, I just think this has just opened up a whole new, it's a new world after this people's behavior people are at home realizing they don't have to spend all the money that they do so freely. Like people are saving money. People are losing money, but perspective is just changing so much with this pandemic that I think it's almost impossible for people to think that life's just going to go back the way it was. I just
1: don't see it.
0: Do you guys see yourselves continuing to do IG live and live stream? Like when, when things start opening up, maybe end of this year or next year?
1: Yeah, like every now and then maybe. Only yeah. I've actually like developed a new following that would that's only able to see me on IG Live. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably do it every now and then just for that. I mean that's I think that's the purpose. I that's the purpose of like my mixes anyways. People that can't see me or like go to my gigs and watch me play. I put out mixes, so it'd be the same thing as going on IG Live. It's just, you know, the yeah. visual version
0: what have you learned about yourself as a dj i mean to me when you do a nine hour set you learn it yourself you the longer you dj mm-hmm. to me if you do a, a two hour set you know you're, you're touching on a certain amount of music when you do a four or five hour set you're touching you're going a little deeper into your into your musical catalog into your history your personal history when you do a nine hour set i don't know how like you know like i don't know how deep that goes and like exactly what did you, did you learn anything about you? Did you see something like, wow, like, well, like, you know what I mean? And after nine hours of DJing.
1: know. I think that for me was literally just like my emotional journey. I, I know I keep saying it, but it was like, I went from like energy to just like vibey shit to like, I was starting to feel shit to getting emotional to
0: wait. What, how are you getting emotional about what?
1: Because you drank and then your emotions start Yeah, to- I've you cried on IG Live for sure. What? In- <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Which one did
2: you cry on?
4: I've cried on, like, every Sunday. I probably cry every single Sunday. Oh, I am getting with
1: Angie on her Live every Sunday. Like, Angie, <laughs> every Sunday I'm crying with you. Trust me.
4: <laughs> so, Sunday we do... I have a party, and I started this party, actually, probably, like, two years ago, Um I, because I was getting tired of playing the same shit clubs, but we have a party in Pomona called you're not down. And it geared toward like oldies funk and freestyle, like very like Latino, Chicano lifestyle type stuff. Art LaBeau shit meets like power yeah. 106, like freestyle shit. Like just anything you would hear in a lowrider or a quinceanera, like that was the rules of the party. So, or Backyard boogie. So, on Sundays. Wait, wait, wait. I what do, kind
0: of music is that? It's <laughs> I like... Know. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. It's
4: so, it's, like... so, so, Latinos <laughs> ride really hard for free. Here's the thing about Latinos. We are the most loyal when it comes to music. We listen to the same songs every weekend from birth until generations. Like, we listen to all the same songs together. So, it's like oldies like Brenton Wood, um, Al Green like barbara mason etta james like oldies oldies deep oldies but then it's like funk parliament um shit like atomic dog uh vaughn mason into freestyle
5: freestyle.
4: yeah in freestyle so it's like those categories kind of meshed in one Mm -hmm. so on sundays we start like more funk and then we go like probably the last hour we'll do like straight up oldie like i'm talking like doo like oldies oldies oldie shit um so you know we start drink- we're drinking and then by the end like i i personally cry all the time because i always dedicate it to my best friend who's passed from cancer mm-hmm. uh it'll be a year next month um so i'm always bawling by the end like all right you guys thank you like because we're drinking and it's emotional and music makes you feel
0: yeah see that's some shit that only like women djs could get away with though because y'all don't want to you know see what? no grown. Don't y'all, no. y'all don't want no... sort of yeah. like to see a CV cry. Y'all don't want to see a grown ass man cry on an IG live playing some shit. I don't want to see like Neva or Jamie or D. Miles <laughs> crying yeah. on some shit. I would call this motherfucker right now and be like, stop your live right now. Stop that shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're the
4: opposite. We're cheering each other on. Bella's yeah. over there fucking doing some crazy shit, and I'm on the I'm in the chat. Like, Bella, keep going. One more shot. One more shot,
3: Bella. One Wait, so like, Bella, you worst. was
0: crying on your live in your nine hour set? No, nah, I was crying. Nah. I,
3: just,
1: I got emotional. It's the same thing as listening to certain songs in your room. Like you it hits you, you know, certain shit just hits you differently. Wait, what was it's the song? The alcohol. What's the
0: song <laughs> what's the songs that were hitting that were making know, you cry? What like, the fuck she's... was I wanna know what was making y'all cry? I knew, like what,
2: was I playing?
0: what were y'all at four playing?
2: In the morning, at four in the morning she was playing like Mary J. Blige i'm like, going down <laughs> yeah, I'm go- like some sad shit and he was in there like cheering her on i was like yo play mary j Blige, be without you like I was i'm trying playing, to get my feels with you
1: i was playing i was playing like oldies like angie i was playing dd Dee Dee shaw billy yeah. stewart just like yeah it like hits you differently dude like yeah like, you're not at four in the morning and Wait, we're I'm, all
4: emotional right now anyways because our little ho asses are stuck at home we try to be out in the sun <laughs>
6: Hey, okay. I'm, I'm sad.
4: Do you <laughs> keep that, like being in this damn room all the time? No.
2: Our little ho-asses.
4: We want to be out hoeing. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: speaking hoeing, <laughs> speaking hoeing. Speaking on hoeing. Speaking on hoeing. Speaking on hoeing.
6: I can't I, I can't wait to get back to my ho cell. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to home. Bella knows. I'd be out there. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is so good. I wait, like wait. Host season is the best. Is not till I die, like yeah, I'm
0: there. Can you can I, you I, define I, what this hoeing shit is? Because you married, right? You just had a kid. You just had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say? What's <laughs> the going <at> on? <laughs> we go out <laughs> hoeing. <laughs> what is this LA hoeing shit, y'all talking
7: about? What is this like? What, <laughs> what
4: is like? It's my <laughs> best life. It's, it's just, it's like, just, going it's just getting just Getting stupid. fresh,
7: right? Getting dressed, going out, like...
4: Yeah, like, you just going out hoeing with your friends. You're not really hoeing. Yeah. But okay, like, I get it. I get it now. Like, it's a
2: lifestyle like, expression. Oh, so you're not yeah. really
0: hoeing? You're not really no, hoeing?
5: No,
2: no, no. The
6: line I, I was so
0: confused, you know? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs>
6: they, Basically, you're going out with yeah. We gotta go hoeing. Like, you're doing hood rap things with your hood rap friends. Exactly. You're You're, like, enjoying yourself, but... I'm a nerd at heart, even when I'm hoeing out, I'm just being a music nerd in the DJ booth. I'm just yeah. out in the morning, loving it, like living it up. Like I'm probably sober half the time too, most more than half of the time, especially when I was pregnant, there was no drinking <laughs> going on. But like, yeah. it's just being out that living off that energy. Happiness over
4: everything. Ho, happiness over everything. Hoeing,
0: that's that's what it is. All right, you, you go, you go ahead with that shit, that acronym it's shit. It's Janae. Janae, man. I try hoeing.
4: It's the best.
0: Not not hoeing. Hoeing. That's what hoeing means for us.
4: Yeah. I, I'm not,
5: I'm
0: not, I'm not gonna hit up Never be like, yo, let's go hoeing tonight. No, 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 no. I, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I can't wait to get out there and be, can't my, wait ho- be yeah. my whole, be my whole self. Exactly. You
8: know <laughs>
0: We'll That's not happening. <laughs> uh, We <laughs> might have to edit this out, actually. Uh, no, no, we got
7: to keep this. We got to keep this. Was, we like, got to keep this. The boys, I, they're hopping on the low. Nah, nah. We put it out there. We're just
6: like, hey, I'm out yeah.
0: for the... Uh, we're just there for the music. So anyway, I want to move on. <laughs> sure. When you guys are drinking, when you guys are, do, you, do you guys drink every time you DJ on live? Because I don't know if I could DJ on live sober, to be honest with you.
1: I am. I haven't drank at all since quarantine started. I only started drinking on my first live. And I was I, just personally for me, I don't know if it's the same thing for you guys, but I can't drink on my own, like in in, in my house. Like I can't just drink by myself. No. I have to be in right hey, the same. same right? Yeah. Have to
0: be never why are you lying you was drinking alone at your house like every time we recorded yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're recording that but i mean like if not recording i'm sitting at home chilling i'm not
8: gonna be drinking yeah. <laughs> like, it was it's lit.
1: Weird, but once i mean once you get into it i mean after you take those first couple shots oh you're, you're ready the chat just like it's involved and drinking with you then you kind of get in the mood and it feels, it feels the same as drinking with your friends except you don't actually have yeah. friends in front friend of you so it's kind of weird when you think it's about like it.
4: once people get in the chat and they're start like it almost you feel like you guys are hanging out because you're interacting as if you would if they were in your face so when they're like oh come on let's all take a shot you're like all right cool let's take a shot And next thing you know you're just
5: man down it's <laughs> like mayday yeah, mayday
1: djs are the worst you guys are yeah. like as soon as, you, this, the, as soon as you guys go into someone's lap and another like, djs live, the first thing you guys do is peer pressure the dj to drink yeah i don't always, do
8: that do guys life. do that? that
2: does. I always do the um the drink shots. Nah. <laughs> well, we do that to Neva when he hits fifty viewers, and uh, oh, yeah. we start we start adding shit to it.
5: See, Neva wow. will
4: come in every live and be like, "If you want the DJ to take a press one, and then everybody in the live, like
1: all oh, these ones."
0: Do you get Do you get <laughs> a little nervous drinking on IG live like that? You can you're gonna get oh, to yeah. a certain level, yeah. I no. know
1: is just it, i've always been reluctant to like go live on anything like i don't have any dj promos i don't have anything on youtube i don't put anything out as far as videos go
3: mm-hmm.
1: just because i'm like fear it i'm like scared of it but like the fact that it's in real time and live gives like just random people or haters like full access like a full window to just say anything harass you or you know any on some about you.
5: Yeah,
1: and I know that if I'm drinking, I might either do some stupid shit, say some stupid shit, or just not be able to control myself. Because, you know, when we drink, we all we all know sometimes you just can't control yourself. So you're too spicy. It's scary.
4: <laughs> she, she gets spicy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch was out calling out every DJ. And they're like, fuck them, fuck them. I'm better.
0: <laughs> Is that what happened?
4: <laughs> I mean, it was. She was joking. She was completely joking. But it right. was just. It was gold.
2: Okay. Like if
1: you're a DJ and your and your DJ name starts with an E, you you ain't shit. But I was just joking. All my homies were in there.
2: Yeah, okay. it was. Whoa, cool. that's, that's a hot take.
5: It
1: was gold. Cool. Cool. <laughs> it was a joke. They were all in there. People are at home. They're craving
4: like human interaction. Human interaction, and I feel like they want to see you fuck up. Like they want to see you mess up, and and not in a hater way. Like almost just in a real like lol and if you would like oh man i fucked that up like they're laughing with you they want to see like the human side of people i think for a long time instagram instagram and all this other stuff has had like influencer people that have, have put out content that's not necessarily 100 percent real and people are craving real and so people want to see you get drunk and people want to see you be mm-hmm. stupid and and it's just it's entertainment it's live it's visual it's not what
0: i never looked at it that so way but think. that that makes a lot of sense so you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get drunk and act a fool now, like you're gonna do some whole ass shit. Man. I'm not gonna I'm do. Not. I'm not gonna do like you did over
5: there. <laughs> oh, Crooked <laughs> was on fire. fire! man! I
0: didn't do Dude, nothing.
5: <laughs> I do shit.
0: I just played a couple jams and I I played a couple jams. <laughs> in just, house just, yeah. Yeah, I, that.
6: I was I was like tuning into Crooked, but reading just like straight just reading bella's comments because you just go into people's lives to start shit
0: bella oh it's
2: the best <laughs> yeah it's the best
6: <laughs> my favorite
1: thing to do honestly yeah yeah she's it's one
0: different. of the she's one of the better talking and shit in this motherfuckers out there right kind oh my yeah. god hands <laughs>
1: down djs have like great sense of humor like, you can't be a dj and not have a sense of humor
0: not not a lot of them not all of them some of them oh, yeah no, some are sensitive there's some, sensitive. Like, there's some really? sensitive ass motherfuckers out there's there there's some
2: yeah. sensitive yeah.
1: ass people Fox. yeah Not that sucks. You can't be a
6: DJ and not have a good sense of humor because that would suck.
0: I know a lot of yeah. those motherfuckers. <laughs> it hurt rather fast.
6: I do think IG live the IG lives are situational right now. Like it's circumstantial. I-, I log on on a Friday night and I have like forty lives going on my Instagram. Oh like, yeah, that's everybody's going live right now. Even people who are not DJs, they're just chilling on. Live. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I think that like once. California, the U.S. reopens, IG lives will still be cool, like you said, like once a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if we go back to a landscape that's like parties like You're Not Down or Sadiq or Bella does this party Good PM, Mm -hmm. like if we go to a landscape where the parties are these DJ curated parties and the attendees are... 80% eighty percent your homies and the homies that they told about the party, that's gonna be so sick.
1: Yeah, that's gonna
6: be one hundred percent. That's the DJ landscape I would just enjoy to the max. One hundred percent.
1: I think that's what would make these parties great is if it's if it's DJ's curating them when we yeah, get
0: up. Yeah. Well I think but I think you guys have been doing it. So you guys yeah. have been doing it. I think the maybe one of the problems is that it was so um uh, it was just so like catered to industry people. And maybe there weren't like the regular people out there didn't know about it. They didn't know that there were clubs that play these musics, this this kind of I mean, music, yeah. you know?
6: These parties always start off as industry, but then people find out about it. Right. Like the first Sadiq looked a lot different than like the fifth Sadiq party. Mm-hmm. That we yeah. Like, fifth Sadiq party, there was a line down the elevator around the block of the Rand, random mm-hmm. people that heard about it trying to get in, versus the first one was all industry people from like L. A. Vegas. Studied, though. The Deek is always celebrity studded. Like- yeah, but then the, the more the people find out about it, and so then it, it spreads that way. If it's a dope party, people will find out about it.
0: But that that that's- that the party was definitely blown up on on Instagram uh, stories, and it was like everyone was talking one. about that. Yeah, the last yeah. one
6: because <laughs> it one. was all all like girls at the parties singing live to all the songs like the stories were lit every time there was a sadiq the stories that night were lit of everybody
0: we were we were speaking about it a little bit before (laughs) and i i kind of want to go into a little bit more uh because i've been speaking to some of my homies and uh who are djs and and they're they're starting to look for alternative you know ways of making money but i I wanted to kind of know like you know lady shaw you you got a pretty ill ass background. Like you've got like a double major in Berkeley, right? You you were studying um, anthropology and you were pre med pretty much.
6: Oh shit. I don't know that I'm gonna like go to med school and like go that route now that this has happened. Like I still plan to get back to DJing. Yeah. I mean most of my DJ gigs have been like postponed. But mm-hmm. I do think this is a time where all of us have been questioning ourselves, like, if DJing went away, if there were no venues to DJ at, if venues are closed for the next two years for some reason, like, Mm -hmm. it, you have to think about how else you're going to make money. For sure. I haven't had a lot of time to give that a lot of thought because I've had a baby for the last 10 weeks. Like, I've been, you know, thrown into a whole new world that I just, like and figuring out, but I, I just assumed like before I gave birth, I just assumed that I'd give birth and I'd get right back to DJing and I still love DJing and I still love parties and I miss nightlife and I want to go back to that. But if that doesn't exist in the same way, or if that's going to change or the money for it is just going to take a big dive and you really have to just do that for the love, you need to figure out how to pay your rent and pay your bills. So I applied for Amazon you said what like when
4: this shit first happened and I lost all of my gigs which I'm sure all of you guys did in 48 hours
3: yeah. I yeah. was like
4: what the fuck am I gonna do like what am I like I only where I worked since I was 13 like I worked janitorial with my family company I only know how to work I'm lucky that I get to do what I love now but a bitch is a worker and I was like fuck it I'm All my friends said I was joking, but I was like, okay, what's the first place I can go that's going to probably hire? Boom. I applied for Amazon. They hired me. This was, I think, on a Monday. I was like, I am not too good to work. Like, I need to fucking work. I'm going to make my money.
6: Um, You you check yourself and you do what you need to do? Real quick.
4: Yeah. I, I applied, I think, on a Monday. And then they hired me and I was supposed to go on Friday to take my drug test and get my paperwork, which I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't have passed the drug test, but, um, (laughs) but I was like, that was Monday. I streamed for the first time ever on Tuesday, which was St. Patrick's day. And I think the first day, we had like 80 people and I didn't do it with a plan of doing it. And then the next day it was like 300. And then by Thursday it was like 700. And I was kind of like, okay, I feel like I should, this is like, at this point it's, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I'm gonna be okay. I'm I'm gonna be fine. Like let's just ride this out. And I obviously didn't take the job, but was I scared as fuck? And applied and was ready to take my ass back to a fucking factory and work in the ghetto with my dad. Got yup real quick.
2: It's not Mexican yeah. in you. I did the Hell, same thing for things.
4: real. Honestly, yeah. Like
2: I did the same thing. Shit. I went yeah. back to plumbing with my dad. I was like, yo, fuck this. I'll gotta do what I gotta do until I yep. figure out the
4: next step. Yeah,
0: yeah. Back, like, back to plumbing, you said. Back to plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you call Bella? Know? I saw you were like selling paintings and shit. What were you doing? You were like painting and shit. What?
1: <laughs> I got back into painting. Painting, by the way, is like my first found talent. Like way before even I even discovered music. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't painted in more than a decade. I've just always had like artist block, but like it. Like after. Maybe the first week into quarantine, I picked a paintbrush back up and I was like, I'm going to start painting. And it just happened. I wasn't planning on selling any paintings. It's just that whenever I would post myself painting or like I would post process, I'd get a lot of DMs asking if I was selling any or when I when I posted the finished product, someone asked if they could buy it like then and there. I didn't didn't ask me what the rate was, what, what what the pricing was. They were just like, can I purchase this name, your price or whatever? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to sell any paintings, but I feel like, I mean, if that's, if people, if there's someone willing to buy, why not? And I feel like it's an earnest and honest way yeah. to earn money. I'm painting, I'm putting hours in it. So if someone wants to put it up in their home and pay for it, then cool. So um, yeah. as far as that goes, I, I, I'm like, I'm just, I, I don't know if I just got lucky, but I'm like, people want to buy paintings for me. So I'm, I'm rolling with that. Like I, it's honest and it's earnest and I'm, you know, it's And you love what you're doing, and
4: you're happy doing it.
1: I love doing it, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just, honestly, I'm just happy that I even got back into painting. I've been trying to get back into painting for, like, the last decade, and I just can't, I can't get back in it. So now that I'm back in it, I'm just like, music and art, if I can make money off of doing that, or even just, like, even just with music, like, I've had people, like, asking if they could, like, pay me to do mixes for their, yeah. like, private shit, and I'm like, these are all honest ways to earn a living right now. So why not? You know, yeah.
4: people are paying like money for our sets for birthdays. Like yeah. there's a way to make money in this. I think we just have to allow ourselves to, to, to see what those options could be and not be too proud to explore those options and not feel that we're above taking those types of things or doing those things. I pay my fucking bills and I'm sure I'll play your grandma's 50th, birthday party on IG live for an hour. <laughs> if you're going to pay me for it. Yup. No problem.
6: So Andy, I have a question for you. Like when you said that you didn't take the job at Amazon because your IG live started picking up steam, is your IG live generating you income or is it? it- yeah, it
4: actually is generating income. So um like people i never posted like tips or anything like that but people would like tip her and venmo so i was getting tips which was the first week was like really great um it was awesome but then aren't shockingly i don't freaking know how but our numbers just started getting crazy and so now i have brands that like pay me to either stream on their their live or um are going to pay me to like drink or eat their products um I try, like, we were, because basically we even started with just our friends. Like, I had friends that had companies. So we would be like, hey, come and give us shit. So, like, and we'll plug your shit while we're on. Like, you don't have to pay us, of course, yeah. never. But brands that I don't know, like, if Corona wants to fucking pay me for single demio, like, yeah, I'm going to take that check for sure. Heck yeah. So That's it dope. did. It started generating income. We did merch, like, basic merch. Like, I was like, uh, okay, because people were asking for merch. And I, and made money on merch like it's crazy but these are all things that I would have never thought of you know like I don't want to put my face on a shirt like what the fuck who am I like I don't feel comfortable doing that but I'm so lucky that I have friends that had like a printing company and they were like hey you're not gonna do it this will help our business and this will help you are you down and I was like yeah
3: sure that's dope
0: yeah e-commerce sales have been up so a lot lot of my friends and a lot of people i know they've been pushing a lot of merch so
4: up, like and it's funny it's i think a lot of us think that the whole world is 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 dying and struggling and, and but they're not there's still a great large amount of people that work that have to go to work they're still making money they're saving money because they're not out shopping eating out every single night so what are they doing they're online shopping so merch is like i i encourage any of you guys Merch is a game changer. Yeah.
6: To about my merch paid
4: my rent last month. So nice. yeah. That's yeah.
3: cool. That's good
0: good stuff. Oh, it, what if, what, how many views have you been averaging right now?
4: Um it's hard. I mean our like our a slow day is like twelve hundred for us, and then like a peak is like twenty eight. 100.
1: You hit 3K a few days ago, Ange. Did I? I think so. Because we were like shots at 3K. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did a few days. You know, ago. I,
4: I I really like try hard not to pay attention to the numbers because it stresses me out and like it's overwhelming. So not I don't. But that's how I
1: remember that you. That's how I remember that you you hit 3K because you were like telling Josh, "Don't worry about the numbers."
4: <laughs> I know. Like, I got it. I felt bad. I didn't mean to pop off, but it was <laughs> like, yo your numbers are going. I'm like, okay, cool. And then again, like, yo, if you put this on your numbers gonna be higher, I'm like, I don't fucking care about the numbers. Stop talking about the numbers. Like it's anxiety. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure.
8: Angie, you on seven days a week,
4: seven days a week. I've been on every day since, um, since St. Patrick's day. Yeah.
8: Wow. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I, in May, I'm going to move to every other day.
3: Just, Mm. it's a lot.
4: And there's things that I want to get done that I can't do. Mm -hmm. Um, cuz it takes a lot it's a lot of work. We switch backgrounds, we change our backgrounds, we yeah, outflake. Sure. like it's a lot of work.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. It, it is
4: work. Uh, don't get it <laughs> twisted. A bitch is out here
7: working. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Fucking dance monkey dance. We doing it.
7: <laughs> Whoa.
0: Shaw Shaw, was you um with you on maternity leave? And um what what is your plan? What's your outlook right now?
6: Like my plan has not changed. My plan had has always been to Get better at Ableton, uh-huh. remix stuff that I want to mm-hmm. remix produce. I play guitar and piano. Like my plan, my ultimate plan was always to go back to music and creation. Right. So if if coronavirus forces me to change my DJ route and go back to music and composition and songwriting sooner, so be it. That was always my ultimate plan to get back to creating music. Um once when I was a teenager, no, no, like in my 20s, my dad was like, let me get this straight. You play music that you didn't make for other people who are drunk. And I was like, yes. <laughs> but, cause he knew like I've been playing piano and guitar since I was young. So he knew that like I was all about making music and then I went to college, learned how to DJ that translated into immediate income and I became a full-time DJ. And then from there I was like traveling and doing clubs and special events and like DJing took off and I rode that wave. If that wave is changing direction and changing course, it, it's time for me to put my back, my ass back in the production seat right. created like creation mode. Like, like Bella, like art was her first love. So she's back painting and like Angie's expressing her Self in a whole new platform, so it's like can, it, it, it changes the course of my career. So be it. I'm I'm writing it right now. Like when I'm like I'm I'm like you know yeah being a mom, and that opens up mental space for me to think about what else I want to do. And mm-hmm. what I've always wanted to do is get back into music production and creation.
0: I remember Shaw, you we were talking uh, at our hundredth uh, anniversary or hundredth episode. We were talking and you were you were saying how even when you were like, you know, pregnant and DJing at the time, you know, there were like health issues of being in nightclubs with like smoke and all of this shit like around, you know, it wasn't.
6: I don't think any of us really think about it that much until you have a situation you have to worry about. Like when I was pregnant, I started thinking twice about all the clubs that I DJ at. Where people smoke cigarettes and weed and hookah just like freely. Like it's illegal, but LA and Miami do not stop people mm-hmm. from smoking in bottle service clubs or like special events and stuff. People people have free reign with that stuff. And when it's such an enclosed space, you're basically in a hot box of smoke.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
6: I basically set the rule for myself. If I'm like coughing, if I can visibly see a cloud of smoke, then I'm going to cut that club out while I'm pregnant. Yeah. But we shouldn't be in those environments anyways, pregnant or not. That's the crazy part. Like, yeah. We shouldn't be breathing in all this secondhand smoke for four hours at a club, but we do. Cause we love, like, we love so many things that trump that. That we go and put ourselves in those environments. When I would, I don't want to like call out clubs, but when I would get to a club, I would tell like the lighting guy and the security guards around the DJ booth that I'm pregnant. You know how they sell a lot. Well, in LA, they sell tables like bottle service tables inside the DJ booth. So like Bootsy Bellows, Poppy, yeah. Your DJ booth is never an enclosed DJ booth. They're literally selling tables like all behind you, around you, to the side. So, all I could really control was people around me. Like, if any of them were lighting up, the security guard or lighting guy would just tell them, hey, put that out. But you can't control the entire club. Mm-hmm.
2: Especially like Booty Billows, like, that's a small ass place. Yes. So, like, you and, walk into the door, you already have the booth.
6: So, I stopped doing Poppy because Poppy really had, like, no ventilation system. Like, that place yeah. felt like we were being hot boxed instantly so like i stopped doing poppy but continued doing bootsy bellows all the way till i was like eight or nine months pregnant and then every club has a smoking section and sometimes that smoking section is like three feet from where everyone else is. So, like
2: yeah
6: <laughs> my baby came out fine thank god, <laughs> <laughs> thank god.
0: I, I was we were doing research on all three of you you know girls i was just very curious because i guess in the beginning There weren't that many um, women DJs to look up to, you know? So, like, I I was kind of curious to see who did you guys look up to in DJing when you guys were coming up?
1: For me, it was, I think we talked about this, it was my uncle. But it was also, like, my neighbor across the street. It was my uncles who always hung out with DJs. I'm Filipino, so someone's a DJ in someone's group or someone's family member is a DJ.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they cannot all be dancers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to play the music.
4: I mean, like, we didn't really have a ton of, of female DJs to look up, but Spinderella, DJ Irene in the Latin culture was, like, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, AM is, like, the go for me. Personally, I loved watching. I-, I got to open for him, like, once, like, very right around the time he passed. And I probably learned more in just watching him and that you know, two hours than I had learned in a few years of of learning how to DJ. So for me, it's, yeah, like AM, Spin, Irene.
6: DJ AM was huge for me. Like when I, I, well, I started DJing when I was at UC Berkeley in the Bay Area and there were some female DJs killing it in the Bay Area. Like OGs, like DJ Netta, Pam the Funkstress.
4: Oh yeah, Pam.
6: the Android. So there were already very powerful female DJs role models for me in the Bay Area so I wasn't questioning like whether I can do it or not because I already saw them doing it in the Bay graduated and I moved home to LA which is where I was raised came home to LA and that's when I just started religiously going to banana split Sundays with DJ AM and he just broke the mold for anything I thought a party had to be or a DJ set had to be because we would be in the middle of it like EDM set and he'd drop you know whatever like Wallflowers and Nirvana and Oasis like he would just go left and right and like I'm sure everybody's sick of already hearing about how open format AM was because now we're all open format but Mm -hmm. at the time like I thought Banana Split was going to be just an electronic party with a little bit of like Be More (laughs) because of the other DJs involved in Banana Split like Aoki But Am would always get on and he would always throw something on that the whole crowd would just be like, whoa. And so he was huge for me. And then when I moved to LA, I found all these other female DJs that were in the industry, working, making money, like Michelle Pache, Daisy Mm -hmm. O'Dell. She gave me one of my first jobs DJing at the lobby of the Standard Hotel um, on Sunset Boulevard. Like, so... I, I reached out to a lot of the female DJs right when I moved down. Belita, Rashida. There's just so yeah, many that's
3: right. already
6: mm-hmm. doing it in LA. And so, I don't know. There was always a feeling of like, this is something you can do because of that.
0: What's the feedback that you guys get from like maybe like up and coming other women DJs? or
6: It's like multiplied by a hundred. Hmm maybe more since I started DJing like in 2000, when I started DJing, it was like, I could count the number of female DJs. I knew Yeah,
4: a really Once, small amount.
6: Now it's like tons and tons and tons. And then you have like IG models who are DJing actresses and models who are like, okay, I'm going to DJ now just like celebrities t- like touching base with DJing. Like it's, it's expanded and just like multiplied beyond control. But what me and other female DJs always discuss and guy DJs too, the, the people that will persevere and the people that will stand out are the people that aren't just DJing for like a season mm-hmm. or like a quick, it's just a quick stint for them. Like yeah, DJs on, on this call right now, we're all, we're in it for the long run. We've been doing it for decades. We're going to keep doing it for decades. Yes. Those are the ones that will kind of rise like the cream of the, Always rises to
4: the top. I feel like yeah. quarantine too is kind of weeding out the people that, first, like, we were. Shaw, I think were you and you were in there with you and me and Daisy and and Daisy was talking about you have to be obsessed with music. Like, if someone wants to be a DJ, if you're not obsessed with music, it's going to be a phase and it's going to write out. And I think um, yeah. going into quarantine, people are kind of maybe seeing where you know where their where their mind is going and what what they're choosing. To kind of, it, I just think it's weeding out people that, that,
6: you know. It's like, it's like letting the true music nerds shine.
3: Kind of, of yeah.
6: It's like letting all of us. And not specifically on- IG
4: Live. There's so many outlets. It's not just on IG Live, yeah. but just in general, whether it's people putting mixes out, Spotify playlists, like, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I think, you know, I think we're, we're thinning the hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm.
7: Uh-huh. No, Sha. I think you're absolutely right. Because I feel like if you look at D-Nice, people don't realize that dude's been around for at least 30 years. And half the people, this generation, D-Nice. they don't even realize he's a rapper. He yeah. started out as a rapper. So they see him now and they're like, well, where did this dude come from? Like not knowing the work he put in and that he genuinely loves it. And the fact that he's getting shine it's earned.
3: Yeah. He's, he's, he's not agrees. someone that
7: just came up out of nowhere. Like he's put in the work and he's been doing events and all these things for years. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that what you said is really important. It's going to weed out people that were maybe doing it as a hobby or as a fad or a quick buck. And the people mm-hmm. that I really love it are going to stick around.
4: And even D-Nice, too. Like, that's such an inspirational thing, I think, for all of us as DJs. Because I think at some point we all think, like, what the fuck are we doing? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? And D-Nice is having the most epic part of his DJ career at the time that he's having it. I'm yeah. sure D-Nice yeah. has had moments of, like... Like, what am i am i like what am i doing or just didn't feel like he was on top of the game as a DJ and he's literally America's Dj right now so I love that d nice kind of has that you know just uh, he's just a great story I think for all of us as inspiration of don't quit if you love it it's it's uh, what's for you is always gonna be for you just stay with it
2: yeah
0: I think what's great about d nice is that he's he's like 52 right he's in his early yeah. 50s he's 49. 49 okay there you go well he's 49 he's like almost 50 but to me it's representing a generation of djs that we thought there couldn't be a generation of like we all thought it was like kind of a young person's game Mm -hmm. and then i it's one of those things where he's probably at the pinnacle of his career right right now of his his lifetime and it just kind of breeds some inspiration to to people that's like you know this is not you just dj for five years and then find something else this is like a lifetime career that you can put into and like develop and progress. He's doing MTV, BET. He's on CNN. Yeah. He's, on he's on the Today Show. The Bachelor,
8: that shit. Yeah.
0: I was even talking to my boys. I'm like, yo, this dude almost is like basically the black version of DJ AM, where he's like the number one DJ in the country.
6: He's America's yeah. DJ. America's
0: like, number one. Yeah, America's DJ, yeah. and he's America's Hand celebrity DJ, and
6: just playing yeah. music. Right, he's just. Playing music. This like D Nice is literally demonstrating how far taste to music and adequate DJ skill. Can,
0: can. you say that again?
6: D Nice is literally demonstrating how far good music taste and adequate DJ skill can take you. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing. Yeah. And he's not. He's like not doing insane turntablism.
8: No. He's no turntablism
6: d nice produced edits or originals he's literally playing 70s soul and a hundred thousand people including michelle obama want to hear it yeah Yeah. he 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 mixes from one song to the next seamlessly right i can just hear rock Dagon's voice coming in right now and saying d nice is not a representation of the working dj because he's D Nights, like he was a celebrity in his own right with connections from being a celebrity and being in the world that he's been in DJing for like the Obamas. Mm -hmm. So he's on another level of celebrity, but he is showing that he's doing a good job on his IG lives. It's a pleasure to listen to him. And it's a pleasure to tune into all of your IG lives because you're all you got the good taste in music, and you can mix. Which is which I think is- social
4: media was ran by kids too for a hot minute. Like, mm-hmm. like kids had the time to be on their phone. Younger the younger generation was living on their phone, and I think now that people are in quarantine, more older people are having time to be on their phone to engage on what social media has to offer. So I mm-hmm. think that's also a big reason why a lot of this type of like feel good vibes are, are working because people are at home and now can mm-hmm. sit on their phone and watch IG live in a way that they
6: couldn't i think crooked and neva and jamie we were talking about this at the 100th episode but like i this is what's in the front and center of my mind right now but i know there's a lot of male club djs with kids i don't know a lot of female club djs with kids i i I don't know any yeah so like i can't even say i don't know a lot i don't know any i know like when i got pregnant i kind of like was Looking on Instagram to see what other female DJs have kids. Mm-hmm. If they have them, they're hiding them. I there's literally I don't see any. <laughs> there's one in the EDM world, um, Juicy M. I know she has two kids and shit. she's traveling the world on the festival EDM festival circuit. But to mm-hmm. me, that indicates that she's got a good. So- situation like she's got her husband and maybe a mom and a nanny taking care of the kids she can live that edm festival circuit life but in terms of like clubs open format clubs i i don't know of any female djs with kids and so i'm daisy odell has kids yeah daisy though is special events and yeah that's true that's true you're right and so I'm, i'm trying to think of like in our club world because Daisy is one of my mentors like she was like it's going to be hard as hell but you can do this. So she's the only female DJ with kids that I really like spoke to and she was like it's going to be hard as hell.
0: What is the and what is the most difficult part? Is it the is it trying to keep the same routine for the child to keep to you know to follow like the morning, the breakfasts? <laughs>
6: Newborns have no routine. Right, so I right, have no schedule. they are like all over the place, <laughs> morning till night, night till morning. Like I haven't slept more than two hours in a row since February. But I, wow. I I'm yeah. more in like the first year, if you're breastfeeding, you're physically attached to the baby. Right. After that, you need to have a good home situation where the baby is taken or the child is taken care of mm-hmm. and taken to school and taken to activities and all that. Whereas before a child and before coronavirus and quarantine, like my life was fly to Miami or DJ in LA on a Friday night at 2 a.m. Catch the 7 a.m. flight to Miami. But I always see so many DJs on that flight. So I know I'm not the only one living that life. Like there's all the West Coast DJs. We're catching like the 7 a.m., 9 a.m. flight to East Coast, either New York or Miami. You DJ in Miami or New York that night till 5 in the morning. And sometimes you stay in Miami or New York for the day or you catch the 7 a.m. flight home. And you're back in your own living room by 10 a.m. So I don't know what that looks like for a mom. When I would come home, yeah. like, I was doing Miami twice a month. And then I would come home and sleep all day Sunday through Monday. You can't do that as a parent.
7: I know a do lot, lot of the uh, uh, women... Hundits? Nope. No, I don't nope. have any kids. Well, I know a lot of the women DJs I have talked to in the past, I'll ask them, like, hey, do you have aspirations of being married and having kids or starting a family? And a general answer I'll get is they feel like within those nine months, it'll slow them down. And then once they have the kid, they feel like almost they'll become irrelevant and fall off. So there's a there's like a level of fear
6: Agreed. in having,
7: yeah, a, was- having a child.
6: Yes, yeah, so. About, which is why I DJed all the way up till nine months. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that a fear that you had? Like you had that anxiety that you know you're gonna have this. You have you're gonna have your kid, and you're gonna come back to nothing. No one's gonna want you back.
6: Well, my my focus was like, if I can physically do it, why not? Mm -hmm. The kid's not here yet, so why not work while I can? Secondly, Mm -hmm. there is no paid maternity leave for a female DJ or male DJ. You're taking it because we have no employer. You're taking an unpaid maternity or paternity leave. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to work all the way up to the last minute to stack my dough, to fund my own maternity leave. And then lastly, I wanted to make sure that people saw my face all the way up till when I gave birth. And then like I would take a few weeks downtime and be right back on Mm -hmm. the scene. So it just so happened that I took a few weeks downtime and then quarantine began. So I was yeah. like, oh,
7: sweet. Ten years ago, I ruptured my Achilles. I ruptured my Achilles playing ball and I, I couldn't DJ for three months.
6: Damn. And I
7: had the worst anxiety from sitting in the house for three months that you could ever imagine. Like one, I couldn't walk. So physically I was just incapable. And two, I felt like I was just out of the loop. Even downloading music and doing the things I could do, it didn't matter. When getting back in that environment was tough for me. You know, I was coming back DJing on crutches, so that was an adjustment. So I think that maybe nothing close to giving birth, but that might be something similar to what it might feel like. I heard it's the same thing. Out.
0: I think it's pretty similar. I heard it's pretty close, right? <laughs> tore,
6: well, early on, I I tore my ACL, but I went back to DJ gigs on crutches. Yes. Oh, I remember that. <laughs>
0: Damn, she, she just shit on your whole experience, D. Know, right? so that, <laughs> yeah. She tore her ACL and she was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? She did it all and at we the same time. Be <laughs> right
6: after.
8: You took <laughs> three months off?
6: No, D-Miles is like, it's like an injury. We're, we're, our job is so physically dependent that yeah. you can't, like, if you're physically unable to be at a DJ gig, mm-hmm. then you're out of the picture until you get yeah. We come yeah. back. Yeah. Luckily, IG Live is how people can basically be present as DJs right now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, No, we'll see. Because I, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up whole life. I don't want to give up <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice.
5: Yeah. nice.
6: Like Daisy said, your DJ career will change after kids. Yeah. Yeah. The events that you choose to do will be different because you might want to be home by 10 p.m. But she doesn't know that's shit's yeah. terrifying.
4: You're just terrifying me
6: right now. I'm so radical. <laughs> so, You're funny, I still, dude. We'll see. I still I'm like I'm
4: literally I... terrifying the shit out of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> My vagina is literally going inside up far away. Like, and I don't even have to worry about having kids, but nonetheless, terrifying me.
1: We have this talk. I was telling her how like I wanted to have kids soon, but I was like, I don't know. It's like the scariest thing right now.
4: And it's so to- hard
1: i feel like i haven't like reached my peak like if i have kids right now like
0: where
1: where do i go what what happens you know like
0: is it is it hard to find i know it's obviously hard to raise a kid with a partner is it hard to have a relationship with a partner you know from you from your perspectives and then to think about marriage and all of this and you know and kids even to, to to get to that
4: i think you have to date someone creatively in the same space as you like you're your, you know, you found a creative, like I could never date a school teacher or like our lives are just so insanely different and understanding nightlife. Um, uh, I think it's possible. Yeah. You, you 100% can, but I think you have to be somewhat like-minded in understanding that type of schedule. Like if I dated a nine to fiver ish, when, you know, you're coming home, you're tired. Like I'm just warming up my night at six o'clock and, and, I just think if you find people that are more like mine, I don't think it's, it's, it's not that hard. I mean, it's hard to find, I think, you know, (laughs)
5: good people in
0: general. Um,
4: But as far as specifically, like, I think it's out there.
0: So you, you had more difficulty working with like a civilian, like a regular person, like a nine to five person.
4: My most successful relationship (laughs) has been with another DJ, hands down.
0: See, I would think that would be the more normal relationship to be with the civilian.
4: Yeah. So normal
1: you would like to i I feel like ideally i I used to think that it would be easier to be in a relationship with someone who's not in the circuit at all not in the industry at all but like my past relationships with men who were not in the circuit have all been failures
4: okay but see well you and i are kind of on a different page because mine's been with a woman so that's different you know what i mean how is it different
0: what's the difference
4: uh, women and men are just completely different. Like,
0: are they?
8: Oh my god,
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're all hoes, but like there's just
5: different. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, hey. whoa,
8: whoa, whoa,
4: I just <laughs> think it's different. I I think women and men are, are just I don't know. Like a guy, like all the girl, a lot of the girl DJs that I know, not all of them, but for the most part, like we all joke we're hoeing, but they're really not hoeing. Like we're not out at the club and Belle's like, "Yo, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go home with this dude." Like that's never happened to me. With any other hanging out with girl DJs. Now let me hang out with my dude DJ friends, and I mean like I'm playing connect the dots, and they're going home. So um, I just, women are just a little different.
3: I feel
2: attacked.
3: <laughs> I'm wait, sorry. Wait. I'm sorry.
0: So you're saying that even though girls <laughs> say we hoeing tonight, y'all not really hoeing.
5: Whereas, where the guys no. don't even
0: say hoeing, but they hoeing. Is that what for you're saying? For sure, yes. okay. <laughs> I can
4: say yes. I'm hoeing because I'm really not a hoe.
0: <laughs> I do feel a <laughs> little attacked. Minutes, yeah.
4: really. It's okay. Hey, I don't judge. Like I'm with it. I'm down. But I'm just saying in regards to what uh, Bella was saying, like it's been harder for her. She was in a relationship with a man, a man DJ. I was in a relationship with a girl DJ. So it's like men and women are just a little different. For me, that it was it was ideal and schedule and. It worked out, so it's but better. Y'all, y'all yeah. think your DJs are hoes. Let's just keep it going. So it's wait wait,
0: wait, wait. So you're saying, it, but Bella, you're saying that it was easier to be with someone uh, to what? to date another DJ or another creative than it is to date a civilian, like a nine to five person. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't get that. Is it jealousy? Oh, I, for, for
1: for like a regular guy, I think it just everything took a toll on them. You know. It, it, I think it all comes down to when you date an insecure guy who doesn't or won't admit that he's insecure about, you know, the kind of lifestyle that you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. It just, everything takes a toll and everything turns into an argument from like who you go to your gigs with, who shows up at your gigs, what time you get home, who you're talking to, or even just like networking and socializing. Like all of that is not common language with a regular guy. Like these are all things that only, human
6: you know, so See, I would advise the, I, I would advise to not date other DJs because that, <laughs> that's
3: a combo. No, it doesn't
6: work. It's just, it's like too crazy of a combo because you're in the same space. Yeah. I, even though my husband Aww. is a creative, he's an introverted homebody writer. No interest in ever being at the clubs or being out at my DJ gigs or keeping an eye on me. Fully trust me and then I can be out there living my best life. And it's fine. Like, even if you were to date a civilian or another creative, it's it's simply that they have to get what you do, whether you are pregnant or you become their wife or whatever, they just should they should just get it. That's just
4: secu- it's secure. It's just dating a secure person, no matter what it is, is probably the most important thing for any DJL, male, female, like they have to be secure. That's like the number one rule. That's it. It, it, That's the number one. Women, females, males, if they're not secure, this shit will not work at all.
6: If you have a nine-to-fiver who's like, I'm going to bed at 10 p.m. and they're like, have a good night out. See you in the morning. That's amazing.
5: Yeah. And I don't
6: think it's bad
4: dating nine-to-fivers. It just is more accommodating schedule-wise dating someone. It's not so much like, I care that they're nine to five. I'm just thinking schedule. It sucks
1: sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to stereotype too. I mean, there's guys in the industry that aren't like, I think the way we stereotype dating DJs is they're all hoes, right? We just mentioned that.
6: They're not all hoes,
4: but but no, they're not. They're not all. I
1: I know guy DJs who don't drink at all, who are home after their gigs. They don't, they don't even like being in the club. They don't do drugs. They don't... N- nothing. They're like straight-edge men. I know... All, guys the guys
4: in, all the guys right here, right now. For sure.
1: Like these guys.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah
1: these guys right here. That's
4: right. All They're the same. Singles.
2: I, I only cheat on my diet. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: but no, no stereotype. Because, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely not, it's stereotyping, not stereotyping, but... Sisters,
0: you know. I'm just shocked that you guys were so... Open to dating another DJ, I would think that would be like the worst thing you could do is date another DJ. It really was. Because you're gonna be in the same circles. You're gonna like see them, right?
4: It is a little bit of, um, I don't, because it's not a ton. It it just depends on who you date. But yes, are there times where maybe shit's not popping off for you, but it is for your significant other Mm -hmm. and you're just like, fuck. And it makes you feel some type of way about yourself. Or sometimes shit's popping off for you and it's not for your significant other and you don't want to be overly, you know, so there, there's, there are 100% difficulties to it. Yes. Especially when you break up, especially when you break up a lot of times, um, it's hard, but I, I would, I would be lying if I didn't say it was the easiest, um, I guess successful is relationship that I had. Yeah. it just, Mm. it just worked in a weird way. It just worked
6: crooked. you You know, it's it's the ease of dating other DJs because they're right there in your schedule. Mm -hmm. No,
0: I I I would I would think that's terrible to to date another DJ.
6: Like when when it happens, grind and going out every night, and you're around nothing Uh, but DJs. That's your dating pool right there. It's yeah. that, and that's how I figured
7: out it's that's not. not it's, <laughs> right. Well, I I kind of agree. I feel like we're all products of our environment, and so yeah, there's no, it's no secret why athletes date celebrities, celebrities date athletes, you know, movie stars date other movie stars because you're just in that world and you understand the grind and you understand what it is to be in that world versus a civilian would have no clue and you have to constantly justify why you're doing certain things.
4: It's all and, fun and games until yeah. you and two of your DJ X's and two of your bottle service ex-girls are all in one place. Let me tell you. Damn, Damn. <laughs> like
7: I've Like I've dated confident women, but being around that kind of a circle can break you down really fast, no matter how confident you are. If you're not in that world, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
7: yeah. Yeah. So, um, for you, men or women, it, uh, the most confident man or the most confident woman can be broken down really fast when they get in the DJ booth with an Angie B or a Lady Shaw or a Bella, and they see the attention, and they see the love, and they see the people that just genuinely want to be around you. They start having questions,
3: exactly. and it's not you know, even so much it's even that;
7: warranted.
4: it's just them. I think it's a lot of us doubting them, doubting themselves, maybe, and. Yeah. their their confidence level. Sometimes it's really not even about you. It's more of their representation of themselves or how they feel about themselves. It's hard. It's not easy, but um, it is. It's it's imagine someone that doesn't get any shine and has no idea what any of that feels like, and then they have to watch you get that. At least if you date a DJ, they kind of understand a little more. And it's just I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. It's it's weird. It's like we can break down all this shit, but at the end of the day, if you work with whoever in the hell you work with.
6: Not it.
4: make it easier,
6: yeah you just have to make sure your partner your partner wants you to get that shine and love yes. that shine and your shine makes them happy like it all comes down to them being secure and cool with what you do and mm-hmm. excited about what you do and not questioning it and not change trying to change you after a certain number of years yeah absolutely absolutely
0: that's very interesting like i never you've been in this industry a long time you've never dated a dj right Nah. is that good?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of female DJs.
8: Especially when I was coming with up.
1: all male DJs,
8: oh, like. Yeah. But, we...
1: out with. Well, not really, but you know, you
8: know what but I mean. when y'all talking about the DJs that like inspired y'all, when y'all started. I was thinking about when I started DJing, there was like, not that many female DJs at all.
1: It was yeah. like, yeah. Too, DJing right? when being a female DJ was still like, oh shit, she's a female so, DJ, but now not really.
8: It was like the only DJs I had female DJs I knew was Samantha Rosson, Spin Novella, and um Jesse Joyce. Jesse Joyce, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Skyneller. Oh yeah, Sky yeah. yeah. She's not she just started DJing later, but yeah, but Uh, but yeah, yeah. but right now it's like a lot of female DJs. A lot more Lady Tribe.
4: Who remembers Lady
0: Tribe? Oh I remember Lady
5: Tribe.
3: I remember
5: her yeah yeah.
2: I forgot about
8: her.
3: Right?
0: With you, with like you, with you, you, girls being in like like we were talking about. With you, girls being just surrounded by so many like you know male DJs, and I I mean, are they all hitting on you, pretty much? Not all of them. Not all of them. You don't know they're hitting on you, but they are kind of right. They're scheming. They're no, plan- plotting on the load. They're, they're, the they're planning on the load. They're planting seeds. You know. No,
1: I always talk <laughs> about. I think it just depends on like your tone with your male DJ peers. Like if if. Like I'm homies with every meal DJ I know, whether they've tried to hit on me or not. If I do try and switch the tone up, they become homies. It just depends on just depends on how you approach guys. Like, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, keep going, darling. Keep going. Tell us tell us more. What what go go off?
1: It's okay, this is here here's the thing. It's so easy. I don't. I don't even want to use the term friend zone, but it's so easy to turn a guy that's hitting on you into a homie and make it completely like cool and not like oh she's stuck up, she's a bitch, whatever. It's so easy to do that. Like I, I for me, it is just because I know how to switch the tone up, and like you would know if I'm flirting with you. You would know if I just want you to be a homie. I'm like completely transparent about shit. If I well, like how
4: it, you flirt, let me see. It not yeah, a- exhibit A. Yeah, let me see how you would flirt with it. Come on, don't show me. No!
1: <laughs> you you ruined her game! <laughs> I put DJ Crazy Eyes on. I, oh,
0: I can't get game the flash crazy. drive in my jeans. Can you get the flash drive right. in my jeans?
2: <laughs> Down here. Down here.
1: Down here. <laughs> don't even think I know how to flirt. Like, I'm just... If... if, if, if
2: No, do you...
1: How do you I can't... I don't know, know how... Yeah, spot. I can't picture
2: it, but... I can't picture Bella flirting with another. No, DJ. I don't think I
1: know how to flirt. It's
2: like system error. Like she don't know how to like function.
0: No. <laughs> See, I would think guys would I would think it'd be uncomfortable. I started thinking for a while that every every woman DJ would tell everybody that they're lesbian just because it would just immediately stop all guys from hitting on them.
4: Dude, it don't work.
1: They think like, about they are lying all the time. People still think I'm a lesbian. There's still DJs that think I'm a lesbian just because yeah. I tried to tell them no, I don't really go for I that. I thought
6: I when when I was telling people I was pregnant because I like as I was like showing, I would tell people, "Hey, I'm pregnant," and so many other DJs said, "I thought I thought you were a lesbian."
5: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I thought,
6: that's wild. I, Bella, I thought it was just me. Angie, I don't know if I gave off that vibe. I, I didn't think that, no. Years and years, but so many male DJs, not female DJs, but male DJs were like, you're married?
8: Yeah, you kept, the, you kept it low, though. You kept it no, really no, no, no. low. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the marrying part was like, I was like, whoa, you're married? Yeah. But it was not so on the-
6: Like, oh, no, male DJs told me to my face, this whole pregnancy, male DJs told me to my face, you're married to a man? You're
5: pregnant? No. Wow. <laughs> that's wild.
6: you <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I don't think it's a, like, I can handle when the guy DJ's because I don't think it's so much. Because, like, the guys are cool. They all know. Everyone knows. Everyone knows my background. I think it's the mo- more uncomfortable when it's promoters that mm. are trying to mm. Because yeah. that's the money now that's getting involved. And that's, like, the fucking worst. So yeah. I think for us, dealing really with, ma- like, guy D days, flirting cool great but it's when promoters start kind of trying to get in them that's that there's nothing worse than that
1: i get goosebumps when i think about that like that it, they really some promoters are gross like promoters yeah and
4: know, it's like yo that's my fucking money so like what how do i react like fuck you know it just puts you in a really
0: shitty place d jamie y'all never dated like a, another dj no no? I
2: can't, not, not date, date, but I was talking to one for like a month and
0: a half. What do you mean? Like she said hi to you or some shit?
2: Yeah. She said <laughs> hi and bye.
0: Yeah, i learned. I, I <laughs> had
2: lunch. That's her no, no parts. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, we just talked for a bit, but it wasn't nothing major like that.
1: The DJ that I did date, I think like he was insecure more ways than one where he tried to block me from opportunities and like, he didn't like when I was shining a little more than he was or, you know, like. Th- there yeah. was definitely like, like an unspoken, like competition between us. And I hated it because it's like, we should both be in our separate lanes. So the fact that this is like affecting how we treat each other is not going to work out because mm-hmm. you know, like I, yeah.
4: but then do you feel like when you like kind of vo- verbally explain, like we should be in our separate lanes, then it makes like, why Like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, what do you mean? So it's, it's a, it's a fine line. Like that is a fine line when you do dated DJs. Yeah.
1: I always say I never want to date DJs, but you—I can't help it. Like, if if that literally all I do is DJ, if I'm not DJing, I don't go out. I don't do that
4: anything You see, yeah, it's hard.
1: I'm not on any dating apps or nothing. So, like, if that's all I meet, then that's all I get. Like, you know what I mean?
0: That's not a good enough explanation, though. That's not a good enough explanation because you could be dating a lot of security dudes or like bartenders or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Or barbacks. Like, I'm—I I keep dating barbacks and all of this shit. Like, there's got to be something a little bit more of, of why you guys, why you're gravitating to DJs a little bit more. I think, I think connecting
4: weird. to music is so, like, amazing, I think, and, and hot. And I'm sure that that's probably the number one pool. Like, mm-hmm. when you can connect with someone on a musical level, it's, like, Different. mind-blowing. So, another DJ, oh, my God, of course. You know, it's like, you're teaching me shit, I'm teaching you songs, and we're just putting each other on game. It's easy to get caught up, like, mm-hmm. in that sense, I feel like.
0: Um what do you call it? I think we're going to wrap it up. But uh I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and talking with us. And uh hopefully, you know, I'll see you guys in person in the near future, but until then, I'm looking forward to Lady Shaw. I'm looking forward to an IG live. You know? While you're oh. while you're breastfeeding, maybe maybe breastfeed IG Lives or some shit. Whoa, I don't whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> no, this not party. is not that type of fun. Entertainment, Ugh. right there.
6: Tour. it'll it'll be the comeback tour. I'll <laughs> just have like a baby and like.
0: I would I would like to see, see that. Tour. I, I want to see the whole juggling of everything. Uh, but yeah, Bella, Angie, keep killing it. Uh, Thank you. Some not of the nice. best, some of the best music I've heard in a long time. So kudos to you guys. It's really Thanks, great. Thanks,
4: Appreciate that. That means a
0: lot. Yeah and then um yeah thanks uh jamie you want to you want to wrap it
2: yeah let's wrap it up yeah if you want to watch this video alongside all our brand new videos on friday go to youtube.com slash road podcast like comment subscribe hit the notification bell to be the first to get the video and
0: and then um uh, yo thank you guys so much again for being uh on, on the road podcast and big shout out to dj
5: city thanks guys hey, Peace. Thanks,